here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Jeff Joyner. You might know me as Coaster Dad or Logan's Dad from Coaster Kids. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm Dustin Lystra, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm Evan Ponstingle, the author of King's Island, A Ride Through Time. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Tyler. I'm a Coaster Kids ambassador. And, and you're, you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and lend us both your ears. Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your host, Kim Dykes. Good evening. This is Kim with the Coaster Challenge podcast. Today, I'm eager to sit and chat with my guest, Lindsay Stork. Lindsay is a coaster enthusiast and an amateur photographer that is passionate about riding coasters and sharing her faith around the coaster community. Thank you for joining me and welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am so excited to be here and I am ready to get this interview rolling right along. Woo! Woo! Yes. (laughs) You and I have been friends for a while and know each other pretty well. Will you please share some things about yourself with our listeners to help them get to know you better? Yeah. So I live in uh, central Ohio. Um, Cedar Point and Kings Island are my home parks. Um, I grew up more going to Cedar Point than Kings Island. Um, Just I've noticed like central Ohio people tend to to go up there because it's, you know, bigger than Kings Island. Um, Ever since I can remember, like, I've loved amusement parks and roller coasters. Um, my grandparents lived in West Virginia. And so a big thing that we did was go to Camden Park and uh, the kitty area. Yeah. So when I hear people talk about Camden Park, like it's a trip, I'm just like, that, that's, that's my happy place. What? I've actually heard that it used to be a really nice park. Yeah, that's why I, I don't think I can go back there now because it just <laughs> it's sketchy. Very, yeah. very sketchy. <laughs> so um I mean my the favorite rides there was there was like this kind of thing you sat on and then you like pedaled and I don't know how to describe it. it kind of like, I don't know, some bike type of thing. And it was like through a storybook thing. I love that. And then absolute favorite ride there was the whip. Um, like one of my favorite pictures is my brother and I on it. And <laughs> we're going around like the turn is the best part. My brother and I was like, oh, it always be like, Woo! like one of my <laughs> earliest memories was I was probably four and on um one of the like really little kitty rides where you're on like the horse or whatever and i remember like you know pretending it's a real horse and 
doing the things there. Um, I remember like wanting to be big enough to ride Big Dipper. Um, like one of my really early memories, we were at King's Dominion because my uncle lived there. Like I have no idea what I <laughs> rode there or whatever. Probably like three or something, but I know I've been there. Pretty sure we went to Knobles. Um, I have family in Allentown, Pennsylvania. So we've gone to Dorney. Um, like I loved watching shows on like discovery um that featured like the like roller coasters and stuff like that love that um (laughs) i went to uh cedar point with a friend of mine in 2000 i think because like my parents were gonna go to hawaii but i couldn't come because money and they're like well we'll take you wherever you want to go i'm like cedar point and um yeah, I loved it. And like, I told my friend at the time, like, I want to get married at Cedar Point someday. That it didn't happen. It would yeah. be the storybook. Yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't happen, okay. but that's another yeah. story for another time. Um, I took a, like, I went to college and what's, what's so funny is I went to Wilmington, which is about half hour North of Mason never went to king's island a single time when i was there i'm looking back i'm like so much missed opportunity yeah um but i mean i was broke in college and then after college for a little bit um so i took a break from stuff for a while and then i kind of um like we went on vacation in the sandusky area in 2018 i mean went to cedar points water park um and there I realized like, you know, I think I've got a more higher thrill tolerance than I thought I did. And then later I went to Cedar Point with a friend and um, loved it, went back the next year and then eventually got a pass, um, a platinum pass. And I'm a bona fide enthusiast now, I'd say. Well, thank you for sharing that history with me. I remember couple of things that um, I relate with very well, listening to your background. My mind first went back to our little trip to Cannon Park. <laughs> we, were talking, <laughs> we were talking about the, uh, the Big Dipper. It was, it was, it was full-blown thunderstorm when I wrote that. <laughs> there was a whole lot of everything going on. And, um, Coaster looked like it could literally come tumbling down the ground at any second. That makes me so sad. Oh, that was an experience. And then um, the other highlight of the day was, um, oh, there was one coaster. It was, it was actually, I think it was Little Dipper. It wasn't open. So I, I kept going over to the guy at the log ride harassing him to get somebody to come over there (laughs) (laughs) and open that coaster. And we were very patient. I sat there. I mean, we've ridden, you know, all the coasters except that one. And um, conveniently, of course, you know, whoever it was that was supposed to be operating the ride was on lunch break. Then they had to go operate another ride. 
So we 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 sat there for a nice little bit, <laughs> took a ride on the sky ride, watched the storms come, watched the storms go. It was probably close to two hours later he finally came over and up in that coaster. I love your dedication and tenacity on well, getting coaster credits. But Ken. we didn't have any place else to go. <laughs> we didn't have anywhere else to go that day. So I'm like, all right. I am on a mission. Yes, I'll go as long as you. I'm not coming <laughs> back. I'm not coming back to this hole. You know, so I'm going to sit here till the mission's complete. And you know, you talked about not going to Kings Island. Kings Island is actually the only park I've been to. I grew up about an hour half, hour and a half from um, Kings Island in Maysville. Mm-hmm. And my family went there once a year in the summer. And it was always like the most exciting night of the year, you know, the night before we go to Kings Island. Mm-hmm. And of course, I was able to do everything there except ride roller coasters for the biggest part. Because so they, what did y'all do if you didn't ride? They were, all, like- yeah, they were all scary. I was going to die. You know, I was told that for a really long time. I didn't did even the- ride. I rode Vortex for the first time when I was 18. Yeah. I mean, we went, I mean, I have a lot of memories, you know, the kitty rides. I did, I did ride Beastie, which is now Woodstock Express. That was my first coaster. And I think I rode Racer, but I didn't really start to get to ride anything else till I was 18. My sisters, I remember I had two older sisters, so I would usually wind up with them. They would ride all the rides that would spin in tight circles really fast, which I hated and I still hate to this day. And they they made me puke a couple of times. I mean, I remember riding, you know, like the, the 10 Lizzie's and stuff, a lot of the fly rides and seeing some shows and different things. Yeah. But, um, the coasters were not even a thing like I've I never even rode the beast. Yeah. Until you know, I really it was probably 2018 or 2019 when I rode the beast for the first time. Yeah. It was just all so scary. Well, we went to Kings Island like once as a family when I was a kid. And I remember riding Beastie and Adventure Express. And then a couple of times because of band in middle school. Like we had competitions by there. So then we'd go to the park afterwards, but um, I didn't really discover Kings Island until I was an adult. Okay. I didn't know you were in band. What instrument did you play? <laughs> Drums because okay. I liked Zach Hansen. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a bachelor's in music education and my major mm-hmm. instrument was trumpet. And I actually almost went to um, Cincinnati Conservatory of Music to pursue a master's degree in trumpet performance, but changed my mind. Yeah, right before the audition, and just decided to go into you know pursue teaching and do some other things. Yeah, which in hindsight has worked out for the best. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with our interview, the first part of our interview is going to be basically focused around roller coasters and your history of riding roller coasters. And then the second half of the interview is going to be more questions 
about you specifically that okay you know relate to theme parks and coasters but in a different way okay so our first question is what is the first coaster that you remember riding i actually don't know (laughs) but my best guess is probably little dipper at camden because i remember like saying to my grandpa like I want to ride Big Dipper. And then I have memories of like, okay, Little Dipper was a thing that existed. So I must have ridden that. Okay. That makes perfect sense to me. I totally get what you're talking about with the memory thing. Mm -hmm. I just now wound up counting um, Green Lantern when I went to Six Flags for Adventure. I had been to Kentucky Kingdom many, 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 many years ago. Mm-hmm. Could not for the life of me remember if I rode Chang or not. So, as much of a credit chaser as I am, <laughs> I would not count Chang, even though I probably rode it because I couldn't remember. Yeah. I had ridden it. So, I just wound up counting that one this year. So, looking back on your history of riding coasters, I know Little Dipper was your first one. What's the one that has scared you the most? I technically have two. Can I share the story of both of them? Okay. So this first one is really how I became an enthusiast. (laughs) Um, So the two of them were Steel Vengeance, which is now my favorite coaster, and Top Thrill Dragster, which I was with you and Jay when I rode the first time. I remember that quite well. Yes. I'm sure you do. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, looking at those coasters, I mean, what specifically scared you? Was it just the size and the appearance or was there more to it? So, was was still Vengeance. Like, shortly, the POV or the announcement came out shortly after I went in 2017, like, for the first time in five years. I remember watching it and, like, they're like, oh, yeah, over 200 feet. I'm like, oh, no. Then later I found out how tall Millennium Force was and I rode that like no problem. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's because I didn't know how tall it was. Now <laughs> <But laughs> I'm like, scared of it. Yeah, but just how like tall and intense. And then Top Fill Dragster, like we I went there probably on a youth group trip mm-hmm. um, when the year it opened. I remember like because it broke down like all the flipping time. Yes. And I'm just like, I'm not even going to waste my time on that. Like, it just breaks down all the time. So literally for 18 years, I did not ride that thing. That still just blows my mind how you did that (laughs) for 18 years. Well, what's funny is like one of the times I went in 2018 with a friend, I was like, you know what? Forget, forget it. I'm going to do it. We went online and then it broke down. Of course. I'm like, this is what I get when I finally build up my nerve to do it and then Uh, it breaks down on me. So this is the omen. This coaster is not for me. It was waiting for you. That's that's really what the story was. (laughs) Now with my scariest ones, I can there are three that come to mind. The first one was the first time we rode Diamondback in 2018. I don't know how my hands ever became detached from the restraint after that ride. (laughs) 
I held on so tight. You know, I had never been on anything bigger than Vortex. Mm-hmm. Was it? And um, we wanted to do it again, you know, and keep riding until, you know, the fear was gone, that sort of thing. And it felt really good until um, we went to uh, Carolyn's. Then I saw Fury for the first time. If it tells you anything, I purposefully skipped out the first trip to Carowinds on night rides on Fury because I was scared. I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. We left. I got six rides during the daytime on that first trip. It was in June, I think, or July of 2019. And I wouldn't put my hands up on the drop. I did the rest of it. Wouldn't ride at night. So when we went back last year, we went, we actually went last year and this year. Last year was like, you know, my return on like my, my, my vengeance on Fury. Okay. I've got to ride this thing the way it was made to be ridden, you know, hands yeah. up, get out. Well, with it being post COVID last year, they closed at seven o'clock, of course. Mm-hmm. No night rides. So what's that mean? I'm just going to have to go back again this year. <laughs> and, um, you know, this year we were able to finally get the night rides and everything on it. And um, the other one that comes to mind is Top Thrill Dragster. I think that's a very common one for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was pretty chill going through the line queue. Actually, like the, I don't know, the calm before the storm. I felt too calm. It was when my butt hit the seat and there was no getting out of it and the restraint was locked that I really started questioning my decisions. <laughs> I, my hands were literally, they, I, my hand, I don't know that my hands have ever shook that hard. And I just sat there, my whole body was trembling. And it took me, I think, five rides to finally put my hands up on the, on the watch because I kept watching the kids do it. And I'm like, you know me, I, I'm not leaving. I'm not getting off this ride until I do this. And then after I finally did it, I'm like, okay, now I've got to do it again to make sure when I come back next year, I could still do this. And yeah. <laughs> uh, little did I know that last year, last year was my second trip to Cedar Point. Actually, my third trip because I did two the first year to Cedar Point. We got five, six rides on Top Thrill Dragster, and I'm really glad that we got those rides because I didn't yeah. realize that would be the last of those rides in the form mm-hmm. that the ride was in. I actually wanted to finish the night. It's still Vengeance that night. And Jay kept insisting, his, Jay and his friend kept insisting that we go over to Top Thrill Dragster. So I finally went over there and it was, I think, like four or five night rides in a row. So yeah, I'm actually glad. That's awesome. Hind- I'm glad in hindsight now that we got to do that. Yeah, didn't realize yeah. that opportunity would not be returning. Going back to that coast, those coasters that have scared you the most. How are you feeling when you approach the stations of the rides? So I remember in Still Vengeance, 
I remember being in line and I was legitimately having a panic attack. Um, Understandable. Yeah. My, when I, cause I struggle with them, unfortunately. Um, like I feel mine in my chest, like my chest is tight and it's like heavy. So I remember feeling that and like my leg was fidgeting so much. So like you're standing when you're fidgeting, like you're, um, moving your leg up and down. Like I kept doing that. I might've been shaking a little bit actually (laughs) in line. Just, I was just so anxious about it. Um, top thrill. I mean, I remember my shoe broken line, so that was fun. (laughs) I don't know if you remember that. I do. I had forgotten about that till you said something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My shoe broke. Well, and like Jay was just like, oh, you got to ride front row, your front row. And uh-huh. you know, like, you're like, you know, calm down, Jay. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Yeah, I'll do front row. Go bigger. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, on the actual ride, I may or may not have kept saying choice words and just like yeah. kind of freaking out. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that can yeah. I think the only I, one, one other ride I do remember that brought that out of me (sighs) this is funny looking back on it first time i rode drop tower at king's island was when i was back in my 20s and keep in mind i'd never really done anything extremely forceful i thought vortex was forceful until i got on drop tower i'm like oh yeah that didn't look that bad (laughs) <laughs> I literally, I walked sideways off of it and had to go sit down <laughs> for 30 minutes. Aww. And I swore I'd never get on the thing again. And um, it, I think it was, it was actually, yeah, 2021, spring of 2021, when uh, I committed to getting my revenge on drop tower and that's when um you know we learn with our coaster kids friends to drop zombie style hands out feet out and overcome all that fear yeah and um little did i know that i could become a drop tower enthusiast as well i remember at coaster stock last year i (laughs) you guys talked me into doing it (laughs) <laughs> yeah i i am not a drop tower enthusiast although i love demon drop because i loved that when i was a kid and tower of terror i love tower of terror it's super fun all right well and it's if you told me a couple even a year ago that i would like drop towers like i do now i would have thought you were crazy <laughs> it was so it was so it was so surreal we were back at, well a couple times this year we were on falcon's fury at bush gardens tampa up there i can't remember the exact height way over 300 feet in the air facing the ground 90 degrees everybody else on the entire ride hang on for dear life screaming my kids and I up there dangling like loose spaghetti. I mean, just hanging like Superman. And Jay looked at me and he said, doesn't it 
still like we should be scared. I'm like, yeah, it is, but I'm actually not. It was, and then you know we did Zoom and Jaro on. Uh, Oh, that's know, the one under, that, um, under under came to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, little did I know we would get a dueling ride with came to call. That was the coolest thing in the world. Literally, we as we looked down, we saw came to call launching. That's crazy. It was so crazy, feeling the entire structure vibrate like crazy when that train raced up and over. I was mm-hmm. on the right edge. And looked straight beside me and saw King to call flying down that track beside me. I mean, that was something I'll never forget. But it's I'm it's still though surreal that I was actually relaxed and just having fun. You know, everybody else up there hanging on and all this other, hanging on and like, oh, we're gonna die. And I'm up there at the top. Jay and I are just looking down at King to call, yelling, send it, send it <laughs> from the top, just make it go. And um, they're just fun for me now. Yeah. And I never saw that as being something even remotely possible <laughs> a couple years ago. So when you got off of Still Vengeance and Top Thrill Dragster, how did you feel when you got off of those rides after riding the first time? So Still Vengeance, I remember I laughed straight for like 15 seconds like when I'm like so full of happiness and joy like mm-hmm. I just laugh like um I just I yeah like all my endorphins were going I was just it was so amazing like I just so happy so loved it um And really, like, I say that is what really made me an enthusiast. Well, like, I think, I think I've always been an enthusiast my whole life, Um, just didn't realize it. So this just opened the door to something that was already there. Yeah. So still vengeance means a lot to me. Um, It just, I realized, um, well, it made me realize who I was, like an aspect of who I was, like, I'm brave and I love airtime and Mm -hmm. adventure. I'm brave and adventurous and yeah. So it means a lot to me. Um, Eventually I would love to get a tattoo of steel vengeance. Not sure when it's going to happen, but I know. Well, I see. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. There it is. (laughs) Yeah. No, it just, it just means so much for me because you know, I, I weren't from watching the POV in 2017, like, Oh, I don't think I'm going to ride this mm-hmm. to I did. And it's my favorite coaster now. Like it literally changed my life. Um, later that year, I went to Kings Island for the first time as an adult. Um, I don't know if you know the, the YouTube channel and the loop, they did one where they went to Kings Island. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. And then my mom and I went, which was great. Like that was um, a really good time of bonding with her and made me realize like I got my sense of adventure from her. Um, She like, she won't ride like Banshee or anything like big and crazy like that, but we rode Mystic Timbers together. Uh Um, 
she wouldn't do Diamondback, which I got. Didn't do Diamondback and didn't do Banshee, but rode the beat. Like, <laughs> yeah. And growing up when I was a kid, I didn't ride the beast for whatever reason. I never rode it. So I rode it for the first time in 2018 with my mom. Like my mom and I both love wooden coasters. Like that's, that's our thing. So it was really special to have that bonding time with my mom and, um, yeah. So yes, Steel Vengeance. Wonderful. And then Top Hill Dragster. The first part I remember, like, man, that thing was freaking scary. Like that launch and then going up, like that was terrifying. But then coming back down wasn't that bad. And then, okay, well, I got off and I think I was shaky, but I was like, I wrote it. Yes. And then I, th- I can't remember where I said to you, like, you know, let's not do that again for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I need a break. Yeah. Well, I remember like, you know, it was okay, but it wasn't my favorite. Like, cause it was just so short. And Mm then, so I wrote it a whole two times in its existence. The other time, like, I think I was able to relax and enjoy it more. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it, it was fun, but I wouldn't wait for more than 15 minutes for it. But just because it's so short, but it's, it is a rush or it was a rush. Yeah. RIP. That's you talking about the the speed of the launch. Mm -hmm. I remember that back in July when we rode King to call. One of the funniest things that's ever happened to me, just because this has literally never happened to me with my glasses on the, it was blowing my eyelids shut. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. in the front row with the sunglasses on it was blowing my eyelids shut and I was there that I couldn't keep my eyes open that's crazy I never had that happen on a ride and um, it really it was another one of those surreal moments on King to Call where you know I remember that first ride on Dragster even the first few rides on Dragster, I was just scared to death. And when we showed up that first night, we were able to ride six times in a row. I don't know why. Um, another person I interviewed, Airtime Mike, said it's the, the bamboo. The bamboo was calming. I was not remotely afraid of anything at all. I was sitting on that thing, getting ready to launch probably calmer than I've ever been in my entire life. (laughs) Just put my hands up and roll with it. And it was just like, wow, how are you able to do this? (laughs) You know, and really have, have no fear. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a, a level of, uh, like you said, I guess, fearlessness and bravery Thrill tolerance, very high thrill tolerance. Yes, that I never would have imagined myself reaching. Yeah. So after you got off of Still Vengeance and Top Thrill Dragster, thinking back after those first rides, would you say that they've impacted your life? And if so, how? Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said earlier, Steel Vengeance is what really, I think, 
officially made me an enthusiast. Um, like I got a pass to King to the platinum pass, the Cedar fair platinum pass later that year. <laughs> and literally like, I remember I was at Kings Island, like every single weekend for a month, like during haunt. Um, yeah. Like, and with top thrill, I, I'm a lot more fearless now. Um, well the and I, and to be honest this podcast has helped me a lot too yeah um so when seeker when seeker i have not ridden when seeker in fact i would tell people if you offered me twenty thousand dollars in cash right now to ride when seeker i would not ride when seeker no 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 but the past few days I'm thinking about it, you know, I'm part of my story and just facing fears and, and then I end up loving it. I'm like, you know what? I need to get over myself and I just need to ride the daggone thing. Cause I may like it. Windseeker used to scare me. And it's, it is, if you've not been on it, it looks very intimidating. Like, how am I going to stay in my bed? And when I get up there now, yeah. I put my arms out and I just feel like a bird flying. No, no. <laughs> I'll get I'm, on. You, I'm willing to get enough, on it. But... <laughs> if you do it enough times, it's weird how it happens. Yeah. I used to hold their life and think I was going to fall out. And, yeah, and that's my thing. Like, I like, I can do roller coasters because I feel like I'm secure. Like I'm mm -hmm. strapped in, like I trust the engineering. Like there's so many safety things. Like I know I'm safe. So that's how I can enjoy it. But mm -hmm. like a ski lift or, you know, windsaker or star mm -hmm. flyer, like a, a, I will say not going to do star flyers. Cause I don't, cause those are just like chains and just nope, 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 nope. I mean, and I, I have to say the one in Texas, it, it used to be the world's tallest before they built the one in Orlando, 400 feet tall. It is the first one that literally took my breath. I couldn't breathe up there. The yeah. wind was so strong. <laughs> I cannot. It was yeah. definitely, definitely a different experience up there. Yeah. So I'm a lot more, yeah, a lot more brave and adventurous. Like it really kind of has gone into every aspect of my life. I feel um, like both personally and professionally, like, you know, go for it, be, be brave, be bold. Um, and I, and I actually used to be in training for a little bit um, at work. Um, <laughs> and you know with my new hires they'd have to do like a test or something and they were you know like freaking out about it and I'm like I promise you you won't die and then afterwards and they like pass or whatever I'm like look how not dead you are look how alive <laughs> you are right now yeah so I kind of want to have that attitude with myself like <laughs> you are not going to die <laughs> get on yes. one seeker uh -huh. and just enjoy the view like 
I would really like to get on the one at Cedar Point just with with the lake and everything. That's probably gorgeous. And just focus like focus on that. Like focus on what I can gain from it. Mm-hmm. Like I get to see the park and the beach and everything and just yes. focus on the beauty of that. Yeah. The view of the view from out there is incredible. Yeah. I bet. So all right, Kim. September 23rd, if it's not down. (laughs) We're going to be on Windseeker. I might be crying, but I'll do it. (laughs) I might throw up. I'll bring tissue in my zipper pockets. (laughs) Bring a barf bag. (laughs) You're not sitting by me. (laughs) Here, Jay, you sit by Lindsay. Yeah. I'll put you by, I'll put you by, um, the most annoying person I could find in the line here. (laughs) Right there. Here's some tissue if you need it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So looking back on all of your experiences in amusement parks and on roller coasters, what would you say has been your craziest moment on a coaster or in a park? So thinking about it, I'm like, man, my rides are usually kind of boring. <laughs> but one, it was last year and I bought um, a lanyard, like Cedar Point had their 150 lanyards. And so I had put like my pass and some other stuff on it. And I rode your favorite Magnum, you know, the one you love so much. You know, I'm, I, it's actually better. It's still not a goat coaster, but after my last <laughs> visit... Matt trained me on how to ride it. I like it better than I did. Good. I actually wound up riding it, I think it was four or five times in the same day mm-hmm. the last time I was there. Yay! Yeah. We've converted you. It's like a, it's not a goat coaster. I'm still <laughs> I'm still in the middle on it. But I okay, like well it. at least I you like don't it. hate it. No progress. Yes. I'm not sitting in that ejector seat though again. I don't remember which row I was on, but the airtime like was so intense. My lanyard snapped off I believe, and like I had to grab it. And it was like right when the, Mm -hmm. the picture happens, (laughs) I don't have photo pass, so I didn't get it, but the picture was hilarious. I'm like, like my face, just other shock, like, you know, cause I mean like my keys and stuff were on there. Like, this is going to be not good if I no. lose my lanyard. <laughs> so yeah. like the look of sheer panic. So is that the crazy coaster moment? The picture? That's the only, yeah, that's the only one I can think of. I Do don't know, like pic? nothing. Do you have a fun pics of that? No. Oh, I would love to see that. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I, I, if I had fun pics, I would have gotten it. But mm-hmm. since I didn't, I'm like, I'm not going to spend $15 no. on this, but... That actually does remind me of what finally made me go from being GP to more of an enthusiast when I theme park apparel goes. We went closing day of operations in 2019 to Kings Island and the last run of the day was on the beach. And when we got off the beast, I reached in my pocket and my car key was gone. And I don't have, it's the same car I've got now. It's a push button start, mm-hmm. push button. Yeah, that's a bad day. Uh, yeah, 
you think? I literally just about started panic because I mean the park was gonna be closing. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know what to do, and right before they sent the next train, I just I left the exit. And I went running back over there, and I asked the gentleman sitting in my seat to stand up. My key was in the seat under him. After that, no more open pockets. Yep. <laughs> no. That was a close one. That's the closest call I've ever had. I literally had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't find that key. So, yep, zipper pockets and fanny packets there going forward. Mm-hmm. Yep, all the fanny, way. Fanny packs, not fanny packets. Okay, so. Fanny packets. Yeah, fanny packets. <laughs> Get your brain tired. <laughs> so you've already told us that Still Vengeance is your favorite coaster. Mm-hmm. Of all of the coasters you've ridden, what would you say is your least favorite coaster? Rougarou. Okay. Rougarou. And what I'll is, tell you why. I was going to ask why. So... I rode Mantis when I went with my friend in like 2000 and man, we loved it. I loved Mantis. And then, yeah. And then when I went back in 2017, like that's, you know, I don't remember what year they switched it. 2014, I guess, but um, they had switched it over and it looked really cool. And I was just, you know, you can't do everything in a day (laughs) at Cedar Point usually. No, no. So I wanted to make sure I got on it. So I have like all these high expectations. It's rough and it's boring. <laughs> and I was so mad. Uh-huh. So mad. I mean, it boxes my ears. Like, so I'm either incredibly uncomfortable writing it because I've got my head like this yes. or just, you know, <laughs> it beats me up. But yeah, I'm like, so many people love Vortex. Out of the three times I rode that, I had one ride that I enjoyed. Yes. <laughs> it just beat me up. I'm like, I, I love like this. I, I don't love, get it. I love the memories of Vortex. And back in the day, I mean, when it was newer, it ran great. But yeah. it did not age well at all. Yeah. And for the longest time, Lily was stuck at that 48-inch mark. I mean, for like two to three years, she couldn't ride anything else. So every time we went to Kings Island, she wanted to ride Vortex as many times as she could. Oh, (laughs) those were some rough visits. Yeah. (laughs) I get it totally with with the ear boxing. And I'm not a fan of being them sit downs in general. I mean, some yeah. run better than others, but there's not one that I can just put my hands up on and enjoy. I yeah. have to hold on and hold my head back or all of them to some degree mm-hmm. will give me an ear beating. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of um, when I went to Dollywood for the first time, um, in 2021, like everybody goes on and on about Tennessee tornado. How it's like, oh, it's literally the best arrow looper. 
And so I had really high expectations on that. And I liked one part of the ride. And that was it. I'm just like, you know, just me and me and arrow loopers. Well, and again, in middle school or high school, whenever it was back in 2000, like my friend and I marathoned corkscrew. Like what? we love that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and so I like, we both liked Hanson and they have this song called Madeline and this um, verse is like, here we go around again, Madeline. So we kept singing that mm. on it, like on literally marathoned it and sang it. And again, because I want happy memories, <laughs> I'm not going to ride corkscrew as an adult because all those happy memories will be I gone. Love... Like, I don't know how you have a memory left after writing that thing that many times. <laughs> Because I, I was 15. Yeah, I wrote it once <laughs> for the credit. I sense. Yeah. I don't care to write it again. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are just relentless. I think a lot of it with Aero Looper too has to do with height. Taller yeah. people that have their head out of the restraint. Those rides seem to go a lot better for them than it does me. Yeah, I too am vertically challenged. So it's, it's just, it's not a good time. No, it's really not. Well, I will say in Mystery Mind, like you and I were talking about that, how you mm -hmm. were like, it's kind of, eh. I love Mystery Mind. Mine, not mind. Yes. <laughs> mystery Mind. See, my teacher brain rubbed off on you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there it is. It's well, it could be the fact that I was at uh, Haunt last night and didn't get home until three in the morning. That so likely would that. have something to do with it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I love Mystery Mind. But yeah, that one part, that headbanging part, mm -hmm. meh. But, you know, I keep my head back, but that doesn't bother me. Like, I love Mystery Mind because there's like a lot of thrilling parts to it. And then the theming, like, so it combines both my loves of thrill and theming. So that was really random, but I love Mystery Mind, probably more than most people. So as enthusiasts, you know, we like to travel, you know, to other parks to ride the world's best coasters, that sort of thing. You can't, you know, you can't get to experience roller coasters without going places. What are your th top three bucket list coasters to ride or parks to visit? Yeah, so I really, really want to get on Iron Gwazi because I love me RMC. RMC is my favorite manufacturer. That's the goat coaster. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I want to compare it to Steel Vengeance, like because of sentimental sentimental reasons. Yes. Um, Steel Vengeance is always going to be my favorite. Um, Gabby from, I can't remember what her new instagram name is but she used to be lame coaster nerd she changed it to gabby gomez yeah gabby gomez okay like yeah. she says el toro will always be her favorite no matter what like yes. even if there's a better ride and mm -hmm. I, that's me with steel vengeance like it just it, it changed my life so it's always going to be number one yeah but you know quasi can be number two yeah. it's, it's okay um, I will really want to go to both Bush Garden Parks. Um, so before, like, 
I went back to Cedar Point or whatever. I was really into like YouTube with Disney and amusement parks or theme park stuff like Coaster Studios and the Loop, mm-hmm. Midway Mayhem, um, uh, Tim Tracker. I love YouTube. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. like all I watch is YouTube and and park vlogs and man, but I have been aching to go to Bush Gardens Williamsburg since like 2015 and I really want to get on Verbolton so bad like that yeah because yeah just because it's so different Mm -hmm. and I've never been on a like the the drop thingy (laughs) that Mm -hmm. it does I know technical term drop thingy um drop track yeah yeah. And then Pantheon, I think I'm really going to love Pantheon because, and this is kind of another thing about me. I've noticed I'm, I'm kind of the most GP enthusiast. <laughs> like I've heard you I love say that Val- before. Yeah. I love Valraven. I love Gatekeeper. I love Mystery Mine. It's all great. Yay. <laughs> 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 so yeah, like I, <laughs> for a minute before I got on Mako the second time, I'm like, I like Icebreaker better than Mako. And you could, <laughs> I'm sure you can see my other side of all the <laughs> <laughs> And Jean was like, you're entitled to your own opinion, no matter how wrong it is. <laughs> well, I, I loved it. You were cracking up reading those messages well, too. <laughs> well, I had such low expectations of it. Like, yeah cool story i went with um my friends um because we we went down there together and we ran into she she must have been an enthusiast but we rode uh mago with her you know and had a good conversation whatever and she was su- super sweet gave us both um i don't i forget what they call it down there but like the time saver thing like the skip the line yeah the quick cue quick you yeah she like gave us she had two of them and it was good for one so that's how we were able to ride mako again but she was like don't be too disappointed in um icebreaker, icebreaker. yeah and i've heard like oh it's a family coaster or whatever so again like kind of bottom floor expectations and that thing surprised me and i'm just like that's not a family coaster and I loved it because I've never been on something like that with the 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 spike and the wait till you get on um, Pantheon. Um, Pantheon without those yeah. comfort collars. Pantheon's my number seven. Yeah, and Velocicoaster is now number four. Yeah, they're both incredible, and it just it makes me sad to think for me anyway, what icebreaker could be without those comfort callers. Yeah. Getting in and out. Like I had to have the ride off, like literally help me get in and out. Cause I'm just yeah. like, I don't understand the science, what is going on, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love that ride. So yeah. Like <laughs> I get made fun of for liking gatekeeper and Val Raven. Like, you know, like, I think it's great. I, with all these interviews that I've done, one of the things I've discovered is, you know, everybody has their own preferences. I mean, 
I interviewed one person. T3 is their number one coaster. They like to, they, they like, mar- they like marathoning that thing. Like, do you have a death wish? What are you doing? <laughs> but you know, that's one of the the things I enjoy the most about talking to as many people as I get to talk to on this podcast is there's no right or wrong answers mm-hmm. yep. whatsoever. Everybody has a different experience on a ride and you know different bodies just prefer different forces yep and you know it's different strokes for different folks and um you know the thing that i really the thing that i really will not tolerate that i will stand up against is somebody belligerently making fun of someone over their preferences the coasters <laughs> yeah this is supposed to be fun it's a hobby yeah nothing right. bring the, the fun out of it faster than someone behaving like that <laughs> yeah know? and absolutely some of my biggest laughs have been with friends having debates you know friendly debates yeah. over coasters it's what we do but you know it's just in good fun it's not anyone making a personal attack on anyone or anyone taking anything personally mm-hmm. it helps pass the time a lot of times in a long wait yeah well i like to say um someone else's differing opinion does not invalidate your own and no. i think i think it's easy for us i mean us as like human beings like we want to feel validated and included and whatever so like it's I think we tend to freak out when, you know, oh, you don't agree with me. Well, the, the, mm-hmm. then that must mean there's something wrong. And then yeah. it doesn't have to be that way. And that seems to be just a bigger problem in society. Yes. Now than it was 20 years ago. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do de- you know, this whole, I'm going to defriend you. If you don't agree with me, I'm going to cancel you. Yeah. Like, where did the conversations where you're able to sit down and learn from each other, you know, and develop a respect for an opposing opinion go? Where, you know, where, where did that fall by the wayside? Because, yeah. you know, I was sharing last night another interview. The school that I teach at has helped broaden my horizons more than anything. I grew up in a town of 10,000 people where if you were not white and straight, you were going to hell. End of story. So it was. And you were, were completely free to make fun at great lengths of anyone different. Racially, sexual orientation, the way they looked, anything. Do whatever you want you know, was all considered acceptable. The school I'm at now, I've been teaching for 24 years. I've been there for 19. We have, we're a ESL school. We have 26 different languages spoken in the school. It wasn't like that when I started there, mm-hmm. but it's what it's evolved into. Yeah. We have teachers from, you know, different countries of all races, different sexual orientations, different religions, And, you know, my boss's rule is 
leave your religion and politics at the door. If you're not here to serve these kids, you don't need to come back. Yeah. You know, that's what we're here for. Yeah. And the more I've discovered through, you know, just a, a t- attending college started to really help opening my eyes a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. to what was outside of good old Maysville, Kentucky. And, you know, where I'm teaching now, the more I've gotten to know people before I even know, you know, this person's transgender, this, you know, whatever. By the time I find that out, I realize I don't even care. They're my friend. Yeah. You know, what I look at is how you treat me, how you treat other people, you know, in the work setting. How are you, you know, how how are you helping the children? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what it's about. And I, you know, I have friends from, you know, I have friends on the far right wing. I have politically, I have friends on the far left wing. I have moderate friends. I have friends that are Christians. I have friends that don't believe in God. I have, you know, friends that speak different languages, the whole nine yards. And none of that matters to me, but, you know, there are times we disagree on things. And we can sit down and have a healthy, respectful conversation. And even though, you know, and the goal may not be to change the other person's mind, but at least to develop an understanding of that person's viewpoint, mm-hmm. you know, why they have the opinion that they do. And even though you may not agree with it, just you know, having a, a respect and understanding of it so that you are able to have a good relationship with that, you know, with that person. And, you yeah. know, of course we don't discuss those things all the time, but, you know, you focus on the things when you're with your friends that you have in common, but also, you know, there's those opportunities to sit down and learn from each other. And that's something I've just learned to embrace. And I felt like it's just made me a better person all the way around. Yeah. I like to say you can 100% love and respect someone you disagree with. Yes. And I strive to live my life that way. Um, I love Jesus very much and I want to love people like Jesus does. And, um, so absolutely, I 100% agree with that. Like, just love people. And, you know, that's one of the things I always get from being around you is no matter, you know, how chaotic my week may have been or whatever, whenever I talk to you, whenever we're together, it's just very common in the best of ways. And I will say the light of Jesus shines in you. Thank you. Very much. That means a lot. You're welcome. Because I mean, it, it does. It, it comes through to me. It can, it can affect my whole mood. You're going to like make me cry. <laughs> and change my whole day. It really oh, can. can it, thank you for telling me. I'm going to cry. You're welcome. Just, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. Oh, heart. I'll give you a half because I've got my questions <laughs> in the other hand. Okay, oh, and so, then 
Go ahead. I have one more bucket list thing. So we went to Fiesta, Texas when I was 14. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back because of Iron Rattler yes. and Wonder Woman, like RMC fangirl. And like, <laughs> I love Cedar Fair. I love mm-hmm. Dollywood. I love Disney. Six Flags. The two six flags that I want to go to <laughs> are Fiesta, Texas and Great Adventure. Um because of our best yeah um no i like to be positive um i'll just say that there's a different experience with six flags from what i've perceived than other park ownership um but yeah like it's i love san antonio it's it's a beautiful city Mm -hmm. and um yeah, I just, I really want to get back there. I, yeah. So that's, those are my kind of bucket list things. And then one day, like before I die, I want to go to um, Disney Tokyo Sea mm-hmm. or Tokyo Disney Sea because yeah. it's the, the level of theming is just mind blowing. Like, yeah. <laughs> so before I die, I need to go there. I will tell you, as far as those places you mentioned, Iron Rattler has the most unique drop. Because mm-hmm. of the quarry. RMC I've ever been on. And the uh, the drop off the uh, quarry wall is incredible. I love that. I need to get back to Fiesta, Texas at some point. We only got only one ride on Wonder Woman, and it was shut down the rest of the trip. Because mm. that's when they had to do the whole redesign on the trains. Yeah. The flaw that was found. So uh, we got one yeah. right on it. But I just don't, you know, I that's one of the reasons too, like when we go in these parks are dead. My posters on marathon as much as I can because I want to remember it. I want to stay in my head. And if I just ride once or twice, it's just it's a blur. You know. And um, I want to remember the experience and savor the memory as much as I can. And I can't do it, you know, with one or two rides. And so that, that is definitely a goal of mine at some point is to get to Texas and ride Wonder Woman more. Well, let me know and I'll hide in your suitcase. Yeah. Six Flags Great Adventure is honestly so far my favorite Six Flags park. Oh, yeah? We had... A fantastic experience there. El Toro, King Caw, and Jersey Devil. It's just, it's really hard to find another park that has that solid, you know, of a top mm-hmm. three, boom, 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 you know, right yeah. there. I just, I had a fantastic experience there. The ride ops were really over the top, friendly and accommodating. And I go back in a heartbeat. I had a blast at that park. Yeah. So we were just talking about, you know, different people with different preferences on coasters. What are the specific things you consider 
when ranking their favorite coasters? I think overall enjoyment, um, sentimental factor. Um, I'm really into airtime. Like airtime is my thing. Like if it doesn't have airtime, it's going to be lower on the Lindsay likes this. Um, and it reminds me like the beast. So I like the experience of the beast mm-hmm. more than I like the actual ride. Cause there's like no airtime and that makes me sad. But (laughs) like you go through the woods and you're going super fast when it's running really well. Um, I mean, really like it's an experience. Mm. Um, I love theming. Like I'm very creative. So I love theming a lot. And I think the beast has theming personally. Um, Like, yeah, I feel like you're going through the woods to go to your mine and the beast is chasing you or you, you know, like I love the, the wooden enclosure, like so much, like it just adds to the experience. Uh, Um, But yeah, big, big, big airtime, airtime and intensity is, is my thing. (laughs) You know, and I've talked, I've talked with different people. And, you know, some people prefer theming. Other people will say, you know, so like you, their, their, their sentimental favorite is always going to be number one, you know, for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. With me, it's just really a few basic things. Ride experience, intensity, and that magic word, airtime. Yeah. So, you know. I don't care if there's a drop of theming anywhere. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I'm all about the, I mean, for me, I'm all about the ride. You know, my sentimental favorite is Orion, but it's not anywhere near the top of my coaster list, you know, as far as, you know, when I look at intensity, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, um, the things I look at that really make a ride. That's I, my top two. Iron Gwazi and uh, Voyage. The reason they are the top two. And I mean, so Vincent's is right under them at number three. Mm-hmm. But there's a big gap between those two and still Vengeance. Because still Vengeance for me, especially this year, is very easy to ride. Like I can just ride it over and over again, and it's it's just very relaxing for me anyway. Just say it's incredibly intense. I think you're for like them. the only person that's. It's, it's very relaxing, relaxing for me. Like I literally feel like I just flow with that coaster over and over again. Where <laughs> when I got when I got off, I'll just say the difference. Like when I got off from Gwazi the very first time. My exact words were, holy shit, what was that? Let's do it again. <laughs> I mean, you. I don't know whether I'm coming or going or what's that. I mean, there's no, there's no time to breathe. There's no straight track. There's nothing. It's constant element, element to element to element. There's no mid course, but at the same time, the thing is very rewritable. Yeah. 
you know, I don't get a gray out on Still Vengeance. Iron Gwazi, the whole back half of the train, all the way through the Outer Bank turn, my vision's going in and out like crazy. I mean, for me, that's, I call that an voyage. They're my only out-of-body experiences. Yeah. And Man, for, you're making me want to hop on a plane and go to Florida like yeah. right now. <laughs> and but I've I've got to get back at some point because I I've got to have night rides on Voyage. I, I mean not not on Voyage, but on I need to have night rides on Iron Wazi because that, when we went back in the spring, the Saturday we were supposed to get night rides. The weather was a washout three o'clock that day. Yeah, and so we went back on Tuesday. And we stayed a park closing, but I think they closed at like seven or eight. So it was still daytime. So when we do return to Florida, which likely isn't going to be for a couple of years, at least anyway, the very first thing I'm going to do, I don't care how many new coasters are down there. I don't care if Epic Universe is done. I'm getting night rides on Iowa. Yeah. I really want to go back to Florida like every year, but I don't know if I can do next year. Um, Ace's Coaster Con is a big um, is like my highest priority because mm-hmm. I haven't been to Carowinds yet and I love Gatlinburg and Dollywood yeah. so um, you know <laughs> gotta prioritize things but man I, I want to get to Tampa so bad I would stay down in Florida probably if I could I mean like every time we go to go back come back home I'm like do we have to leave but you know there's still so many parks I want to visit coasters to ride places I want to go I've got parks I want to revisit too like Mm -hmm. Silver Dollar City is the top at the top of the list right now for a revisit and I can't afford that if I keep running back down to Florida so yeah, I've got to stay out of Florida for a little while at least before yeah. I return, but I will be back for sure. Eventually, my goal is to have um, like friends of mine have like vacation properties. Like mm-hmm. it's it's like a vacation club thing, so kind of sort of ish, like a timeshare. Yeah, and so um, theirs they have it like the, lots of places, but. So I would get one of those and just go to Gatlinburg and Orlando. Like those are my favorite places to go now. Um, yeah. So that's, that's an eventual goal. Um, I don't think I could like live in Florida, but I sure would like to visit a lot. <laughs> I envy people that I see that are just able to go whenever they want to go. I'm like mm-hmm. one of these days. When my kids are grown, <laughs> that's going to be me. And I'm going to have the liberty of being able to do that. Just yeah. <laughs> if I could afford to retire right now, I probably would. And feel like deuces, I'm going to Florida. I would do that in a heartbeat if life would allow me to do so. But I don't see that happening anytime, yeah. at least in the near future for now. Well, and it's like we like to say, Kim, your kids need you. Wow. Ah. <laughs> Some like to say that more than others. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now Sorry, I, I know. To. Of course. Hi, Darren. That was for you. 
So I know you have shared with me previously that you have developed a love of coaster photography and you've started a hobby as an amateur photographer. What or who inspired you to begin taking pictures of coasters? What is your favorite work you've done so far and what goals do you have with photography? So I've been into photography since I was in high school. Um, I took a um, few courses in high school, like we offered photography at my high school. So I took um, both classes I could. Um, and so I've kept it as like a hobby for a while. Like I got um, a DSLR uh, when I was in college and my minor in college was communication arts, which was photography, graphic design, and journalism. And I just kind of kept it as a hobby because um, it's really life-giving for me. So I, once something becomes like work, I want nothing to do with it. Um, so what inspired me to combine both of my passions is Bob from BK Photo Page. Um, he's on Instagram and Facebook, um, he has really incredible work. And so seeing him in the parks with his DSLR and other people really inspired me to get up my camera again and, and grow and um, take pictures and uh, post it on Instagram just to kind of share my passion that way. Um, so goal is that is I want to, um, do it more. Like I haven't, I have my Instagram page, but it's very much a casual hobby and I, I do want to post more content on it. Um, and also I'm not sure when, but eventually I'd actually like to start a YouTube channel. Um, one of my favorite YouTubers is coaster Bob 62. And he primarily just goes to um, Cedar Point and Kings Island, but his style is like cinematic uh, photojournalism, like where it's just, you're just basically just getting B-roll mm -hmm. of the park, like you're there. And I love that because that's what gets me through the off season uh -huh. is watching those videos. Yeah. Um, cause it's like, I'm there without being there. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, his videos and then, um, roller coaster expedition, like that's what got me through the shutdowns in 2020. Okay. Um, yeah. So I would really love to do that myself. Um, just cause I know that stuff helped me. So I'd mm -hmm. like to help other people. And, um, cause from what I've heard, I think, um, Coaster Bob is kind of stepping back from making content. Yes. I've so, so, yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> I'm like, but I need that. <laughs> I need that on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So uh, I recently upgraded my phone uh, to an iPhone 13 Pro. And so the camera on it is like really good. So now that I have kind of the tools I need, like... I think starting next season, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. And um, yeah. there is a, actually an interview coming up that will be airing with Bob Kellner. You'll want to make sure and check that out. Yay. 
Yeah, that's a good one. To be like, yeah, Lindsay fangirled over you again. <laughs> I'll send in that message right now. Yeah. Hi, Bob. Love your work. <laughs> Keep it up. So I know you mentioned before you are a very devout Christian with your faith. Mm-hmm. How has your faith influenced your life as a coaster enthusiast and in the community? A lot of ways, actually. Um, and if I cry, forgive me, because <laughs> it's awesome, um, the virtual tissue through the screen. Yeah. <laughs> so I got back into um, coasters right before a very long, dark, and excruciating period of my life. Um, In 2018, um, my marriage started falling apart, um, and going to the parks was stress relief. It was life-giving. It was joy. Um, I'm just, I'm so happy when I get to go there, and it was you know, and I kind of, I will say like, I might've gone too much because kind of use it as an escape and you want to make sure that, you know, you have boundaries on that. But it was, it was such like a sense of life and joy and happiness. Um, and that's, you know, one of the things that has helped me get through that. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to collect all my thoughts. Um, Take your time. So, you know, I'm an enthusiast. And when I was really starting to get into being an enthusiast, um, my husband at the time, very much not an enthusiast. In fact, he's the opposite. Um, he just, um, it, he doesn't enjoy it and can't do it. Um so I was constantly going by myself and I'm extroverted, I'm social. And I just remember praying and praying and praying, like, I need more coaster friends. Like I, you know, every once in a while, like a friend would go with me, but I mean, my friends weren't into this like I was. So that was frustrating. Um but I met a lot of my friends that I have now, coaster friends, in 2020 through like a fan page meetup. And they've become like really good coaster friends with me. And my friend Callie, she and I are really close. Um, like we met through like Instagram, basically, from posting about coaster stuff and you know I met you and uh, met the lines and met a whole bunch of people just through coaster stuff and it's so nice not having to go to parks by myself and like actually having like-minded people to hang out with Um, without getting too much into it 
it's really hard having a partner that doesn't at least support what you're really passionate about. Um, and so having that community has just brought so much joy and healing. Some of the most intense spiritual experiences I've had in my life have been in my car. <laughs> and so I'm an hour and a half away from Kings Island and a little over two hours away from Cedar Point. And so like some of the most impactful conversations and interactions I've had with God are on the way to the parks. And like one story in particular, I went to Disney for the first time since I was 10 years old this year. And my friend and I had a breakfast reservation at Ohana, which is like one of the best restaurants on property. And I had a very stressful conversation over the phone before we had went up there and it just, it ruined my mood. I was super upset. I was super stressed. We get there and our table is right by the window. So the view, like you saw the, the beautiful pool and seven seas lagoon, and then you could see the park. So like the castle and space mountain. And like, we were right there. And in that moment, I felt so seen by God. Like I went from having this incredibly sad and stressful situation to I'm at Disney and I'm about to eat some delicious Mickey waffles and look at this beautiful castle. Like God cares about every single aspect of my life. Like he even cares about my silly little Disney trip. Um, like that's been one of the most impactful moments of my life. Um, and I will say, um, so yeah, so going to the parks and stuff was just, was a, a happy thing going on. Um, so unfortunately, um, my marriage ended in divorce recently. Um, and part of the things that has helped me um, in the healing process is having this, uh, you know, having, being able to go to the amusement parks and be with my friends. Like, it's really important to have something exciting to help you keep going. Um, and what's funny is, so I'm in a, in a Bible study and, um, one of the things we do in our community is we pray for each other. And I was having someone pray for me and she kind of got like a visual picture of a roller coaster. And her thing was saying like, you know, with a wooden roller coaster, um, you have to do repairs on it or whatever, like, you know, the wood will rot or whatever. And so, you know, you have to replace those parts and fix things and whatever, but you still don't lose the structure of you. It's just like, you're making it stronger. You're making it better, but it's still like, you still haven't lost your identity or whatever. Like you're still you, it's just, you're getting stronger and better. She had no idea. <laughs> 
that I was in the roller coasters and I was wearing my still vengeance hoodie at the time. So God really knows me. (laughs) Um, So just, you know, he cares about every single aspect of our lives. Um, Yeah. And just being brave and going on these coasters and everything like, it's helped me to be brave and move forward in my life. Um, you know, when dreams I had and my plans um, didn't go through and, you know, really bad devastation happened in my life. He's been there. He's gotten me through it. And he's provided something that just makes me so happy and wonderful friends that I can um, share it with. Um, But yeah, he's used it to just bring joy in my life to help me grow and be brave and be bold and um, given me an opportunity to meet really cool people and um, share, share my story with people. So it's, it's, been really good you know I can really relate to so much of what you said I was just sitting here taking you know all of that in and I'm still processing it because wow (laughs) that was very impactful I get what you're talking about when you you know talk about going to the parks alone you know Mm -hmm. If you go alone and you're standing in a line that's, I don't know, an hour or two hours long, it feels like it's three hours long. Yeah, when, absolutely. When you're with friends, it feels like five minutes. You know, doesn't even really matter how much you get to ride. It's the, you know, experience mm-hmm. of being there, of being there with your friends. And, um, you know, you talking about the whole, you know, wooden coaster, you know, the picture of the coaster and everything when you're wearing shirt, I call those God wing. Well, actually Jean calls them God wings. I always had called mm-hmm. them signs. And she said, those are God wings. You know, I think back to last October and um, I had never, you know, organized a trip flying anywhere before myself, you know, on the magnitude of what we were doing when we went down to the podcast meetup at Islands of Adventure. We were going to Universal and all this stuff. And it, you know, it happened so fast, the whole planning of that trip and everything, because I wasn't expecting to be going anywhere, you know, out of state in October. It just, it was one of those opportunities that came up rather quickly. I was able to do it. So I figured I may as well go and go ahead. Well, I was, you know, worried to death. I had to get a cheap airline to be able to afford to go. I booked with Spirit Airlines and I heard horror stories about them, but I booked anyway. And I was just so worried over this flight and everything. And um, I was in the car on the way to work. It was the day before the trip. And I was still thinking about that flight. And literally I looked up 
And there was a yellow spirit plane that literally flew right over me. Over That's awesome. Expressway. And I'm like, oh, God, thanks. You, you know, you got this. Yeah. It's fine. And um, every time I wonder, you know, like people ask, you know, how are you, you know, how do you able to travel like this? How do you do so much? God just makes everything fall into place, even when I think it won't. Mm-hmm. And the people, the people, that's, that's the best part of all of this. Every time I think you've, you've met all the friends you're going to meet, there's always more, mm-hmm. you know, right around the, right around the corner. And every time I, you know, I'll start to think, you know, this isn't possible or that isn't possible. I, you know, I really wanted to go somewhere with fall break. But yet, a lot of the places, you know, the plan A and the plan B, the places were closed. Then money was an issue. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I think I have hotel points somewhere. (laughs) I started digging around in these, you know, these different hotel accounts that I have. And I found out I actually have, I had enough to make this entire stay for Cedar Point free. And I'm going to have some nights next year, too on that same account for at least two or three more nights. Yeah. You know, there's just, I don't know. God lays his hand on things in the most unexpected of ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, things just happen out of the clear blue that there's really no other explanation. Yeah. You know, and this entire path, you know, that my life has taken over the past few years, you know, I look at where I was. I look at where Jay was just, you know, a few short years ago. And I look at where we are now. You know, this has been the answer. This has been the answer to the prayers. This has been the answer to the prayers all along, you know. Yeah, was getting into this community, you know, meeting all the people that we've met. It's like there's just a path I feel like that's there in front of me. And I just need to continue to follow it because every every time I get to a corner and I come around, there's better things in store. There's not one part of this entire experience that I have not been anything but grateful for. Yeah. And I'm very thankful for that. And, you know, God has redeemed a lot of things for me. Like the, so my husband, my previous husband, um, like I said, he's not an enthusiast and just didn't, just didn't enjoy going to, to parks, but he would go to Winterfest with me. So that was like the one amusement park thing that we did together. And then last year um, we were separated. So we didn't, um, we didn't go together. And I went with Callie and met with uh, some other people and it it was hard. Um, But I shared it with people that I really loved and cared about and still had a really great experience. And 
um, you know, because I have so many friends that, you know, we go all go to Kings Island, like, you know, it's, it's still happy memories. It's still redeemed in that way. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's been, it's just been such a big blessing, like having my friends and then having the parks to just go and like experience adrenaline and fun and relax. And I'm just, I'm just so thankful, um, to have that life giving place to go, you know, it it is therapy because, you know, like when you're on a ride, that's the only thing you're thinking about, (laughs) you know, you're not thinking about like, all the crap that's going on in your life. Cause you're going 90 miles an hour down a hill. <laughs> and I, you know, it's, it's very unexpected the ways that it's impacted other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm in my 24th year of teaching time when a lot of teachers are burnt out, you know, they're mm-hmm. just trying to survive for retirement. I am better than I've ever been. I'm full of energy. I'm full of life. You know, the kids literally think I walk on air half the time. And I, you know, I've brought that energy that we have at our meetups, you know, into the classroom. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, and that's really, it's just taken me to a whole other level of not just, you know, enthusiasm and energy with the kids, but just, you know, a renewed motivation. To, yeah, absolutely. You know, to do, to not just settle for what I've always done, but dig deeper and do better, you know, and I'm, I'm better in year 24 than I've ever been. And, you know, a better parent, just a better, you know, all the way around. And it's because I don't have, stress absolutely destroying me without an outlet you know once I'm back to work there's longer periods but you know that's what I do I kind of look forward you know to the next event we're going Mm -hmm. we're going to Cedar Point the next number of days then after that you know I've got our October meetups after that you know we'll have Winterfest to look forward to and And in the middle of all that, I'm busy planning away for next year's trips. Yeah. That keeps my mind in a healthy place. And it also keeps me, now that I've got myself healthy, it keeps me from being a couch potato all winter long and getting out of shape. Because mm-hmm. I have to remember, okay, you know, when spring break hits, you're going to be, you know, in parks open to close for how many days you don't want to be hurting you want you know you want to be able to ride and enjoy it yeah well and now that you say that um another thing that coasters has helped in my life is you know i've put in a lot of hard work recently getting mentally and um emotionally healthy i need to now get physically healthy (laughs) Um, so 
the, like I said, the last few years of my life have been really hard. That, that takes a toll on you. Um, I struggle with stress eating and that, you know, that's my killing mm -hmm. cell stress and emotional eating. Yeah. And right now I'm in, I'm in a support group called divorce care and they were saying there like, so your body, like it's reserves for energy. Like normally, you know, when you don't have something horrible going on, like it's easy to, you know, get up, go to the gym, take the trash out, you know, mm -hmm. like, yes. but when, when you're grieving, like your energy reserves are going to that grief. Like it's, yes. it's consuming. And like, I felt it. <laughs> I mean, really like, so, you know, and something like my doctor and counselor said it's to me, like focus on your mental health before you tackle physical. Yes. And absolutely. Um, but you know, I've, I'm not physically healthy. Um, and I want to be, and my motive, my sole motivation for that is to be more comfortable riding rides and to have mm -hmm. more endurance. Um, that's the same thing that that's what motivated me. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I do like, I do want to feel better overall and be happier <laughs> with how I look or whatever, but really like my main, you know, motivation, my main reason is for roller coasters. I mean, and that's, that's a blessing to have that real strong motivation because you know, mm -hmm. like your motivation comes and goes. Yeah, absolutely. I've noticed a big change you were talking about um, stamina, you know, with being able mm -hmm. to ride. I'm still shocked at the, my experience this year from last year on still vengeance. Last year, I was able to ride three or four times tops, and I had to have an extended break. Mm -hmm. I was floored when I went back in July. Like I said, it suddenly just felt easy. And yeah. I could just ride and ride and ride, and there was zero thigh pain. It used to kill my thighs. Yeah. And um, same with, you know, trimless voyage and different, different stuff like that. And that is my motivation, you know, to keep this up because I can suddenly, you know, just ride rides. I never dreamt of being able to ride more than a couple of times, as many times as I want. And there, you know, there's no pain. It's fun. So, you know, I, I have to keep that in the back pocket of my mind <laughs> through those dark winter months, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, when the parks are closed and um, we don't see each other as much. Yeah. There's just not, not as many opportunities to get out. But yeah, I mean, I can, I was in Dollywood recently and there's a lot of hills in the park and you know, walking around, like I had to take a break at one point. Yeah. I mean, granted it was also like a bazillion degrees, but I understand. 
you know? And so, yeah, it's a big motivation. Like I want to, I don't want to stop. I want to keep going. And, you know, I want to, <laughs> I want to be 80 years old and still riding coasters. So mm-hmm. if I need to do that, I need to take care of myself now. Yes. I remember myself. That was another surreal moment for me this, just this year, because even last year with the weight coming off, I didn't really start committing to exercise until last November. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember holiday world, you know, with the hill, the big hill and stuff, you know, exiting mm-hmm. the park, some of those hills in that park. I remember many, many, many times just literally hobbling through that park, especially at the end of the night. And it's crazy. Now I can just zip and zap and whip around all over that park, open the clothes without really any feeling of physical exertion. And that didn't really hit me until I was there this year. And it surprised me because it was such a change. Yeah, that's awesome. And, but again, you know, my, you know, my coaster trips and stuff for now have slowed down. <laughs> and I know the off season's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So just keeping that, keeping that feeling in my mind and knowing this is what's in store. You know, when we get here, that's what ke- that's what's that's what keeps me motivated and going. Yeah. So um we're down to our last couple of questions. Our next okay. question centers around the topic of advice. And I always love asking this question because I've I never get the same response twice. And the answers are always very diverse. What advice would you give to those that are listening? And I mean, this can be life advice, advice involving roller coasters, facing fear, advice with faith, anything at all that you'd like to offer. Yeah. Um, I love this podcast so much um, because it's about facing fear and you know, having coaster, like facing fear and coasters and how that can go through every aspect of your life. Um, I will say <laughs> I've had to go through my own personal hell and it lasted years. And the only reason I am able to get up every day is because of Jesus. Um even through the darkest moments of my life, he was there. He got me through it. Um, psalm 23 is really important verse or uh, psalm chapter, whatever, <laughs> in the Bible to me. Um, specifically, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And that has played out so strongly in my life um you know (laughs) 
I've been through a lot and he's always been there and sustained me and got me through it. And really like, I don't have to be afraid of anything because I have Jesus and he's right there and he's, he's bigger than my divorce. He's bigger than any terrible thing that will happen to me. He's bigger than that and he'll get me through it and he's with me and he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. And I just want to share with everyone, Jesus loves you so much. He loves you more than we can ever comprehend. Um, and Jesus is what's helped me overcome fear and get through grief and um, make a lot of progress and anxiety. Like when I have a panic attack, like I pray and I feel his presence. I hear his voice. He's there. He's real. Um, my anxiety has gotten so much better just understanding who I am and him, who he is, and just his presence. Like we don't we don't have to be consumed by anxiety. Like there's hope. Um, there's so much hope. There's so much freedom. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a big thing. Jesus. Um, another big thing that I'm a huge advocate and passionate about is counseling. Um, I've gone through a lot of counseling and it's changed my life. Um, I've learned how to process through grief, process through trauma. Um, it's, it's just been so beneficial to sit down. Like I've done both professional and lay counseling and just having someone just basically to word vomit <laughs> too. It, it's so helpful and getting perspective and just huge. Um, and I think like I've noticed um, and like one of the only good things that came out of after the pandemic is I feel there's a lot more awareness of mental health and the stigma is really starting to go away. Um, and I'm really excited about that, but just, you know, even if you're not going through something like super life altering or whatever, I mean, we have stressors in our life, like work, just basically existing <laughs> can be stressful and just, you know, having that support is huge. Um, and also community, like we were made, we are relational beings. We need community. We need each other. Um, I have an amazing support system through family and friends and, you know, my coaster friends in the community. Um, so I just encourage people to get into community, um, specifically coasters. I'm an ACE member and I love it. They have so many events throughout the year and it's just such a great way to meet like-minded people and make new friends. Um, and for those of you that it's relevant, I am in a support group right now called Divorce Care. Um, it's like a uh, support group slash class. It's 13 weeks long. Um, 
but it's been so beneficial in my healing journey from divorce. Um, and that's community uh, and being around people who are going through the same thing as you is just, it, it's so healing. Um, it's, it's been such a blessing. Um, and then kind of what you were talking about, um, what's helped you, you know, with the stress relief, you're like, yeah, I'm a better parent. I'm a better teacher and self-care is huge. Like we really need to have things that give us joy, that give us life. You know, it, if, when you take care of yourself properly, you're unstoppable. <laughs> so I feel like I'm a better human being overall, <laughs> you know, when I take care of myself and including that as having hobbies and having things that give me joy and give me life. Um, so yeah, definitely like, I really recommend getting in a coaster club. Um, it's a great opportunity to, to meet people and go to really cool events and yeah. <laughs> you know, I couldn't agree more. Your last statement on self-care. That's something it took me a very long time to figure out. I used to be one of these people that would just stay home and, you know, just clean the house all weekend, every weekend. I found myself living to work, not working to live. And I remember as a quote I heard back in the movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and it's never left me. It's like, Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. You know? Yeah. Houses will always be there to clean. The cleaning will always get done. Work. That's what the off season's for. Work is always there to do. Yeah. I don't care how much work you do. There's more work there to do. And work too will always get done when I am ready to do it. And especially with the uh, population that I teach, you know, very highly traumatized population of children, you know, being in inner city school, I have to have my mind fresh, clear, and positive you know, so I can be the calm in their storm and help them be their best selves. And if I'm a stressed out mess and I'm responding to a highly, you know, highly traumatized six-year-old that doesn't know how to handle the emotions they're experiencing, if I'm responding to that with the emotions that they're showing me, that's just a lose-lose situation. <laughs> it's not helping me. It's not helping them. It's not helping anyone. So, yeah, once I figured out this whole, you know, coasters are actually therapy, <laughs> self-care too, and the friends that come along with it, 
there's no turning back. And you really hit me with that statement about the 23rd Psalm. This is something I've told very few people. There's some close family members that know it. It takes me back to when my father was laying on his deathbed. The 23rd Psalm has stuck with me since childhood. I mean, we had to learn it in Sunday school. We had to memorize it. You know, and it's something that's just never left me. And my father, there was always, you know, a little gray area in the brain as to whether or not, you know, when he died, where his soul would rest. He was never a, you know, shout out Christian or anything like that. He would go and sit in church quietly sometimes. Other times he wouldn't. And um, when he was in the process of passing, he could he he wasn't able to speak mm. for that entire day. And I got up in his ear. I held his hand and I started just saying that I started whispering to him the 23rd Psalm over and over again. And as I was saying it, he took his last breath and he said as clear as the nose of my face, everybody could hear it. He said, praise the Lord out loud. And he passed. And we look out the window and I saw a daggone rainbow. You're making me cry. That's that's amazing. I'm, I'm not kidding you. And yeah. um, in that moment, my son was three years old. He was being watched by a family member at my parents' house. And when we walked, when we got back to the house before anybody said anything, she said, he passed away, didn't he? The, the uh, babysitter. And this is when my son could barely speak a word. Mm -hmm. He had a severe language delay when he was younger. Mm -hmm. um, we're like, um, yes, how did you know? Because my son was running all over the house before anyone had said a word. Papa, go bye-bye in the sky. Papa, go bye-bye in the sky. And he was pointing out in the garage. He's like, play with Papa, play with Papa. Look, look, mommy, there's Papa. He knew. And she knew before anyone told him what happened. So yeah. for anyone that says there's not a God, I greatly challenge that theory. Yeah. <laughs> Based on that entire experience, it's something I'll never forget. Yeah, that's very powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I just, you just inspired me to share it. It's not something I've shared a lot, you know, unless I've had a listening ear, but I thought would really want to hear it and not think I'm crazy, even though I am a little bit. <laughs> when I tell it. All right. So that brings us to our last question. Where can people find you on social media? learn more about you and connect with you if they'd like to reach out. Yeah, I am on Instagram at ginger G force. Well, thank you so much 
for taking the time to be my guest on the podcast. I've really enjoyed our conversation and been inspired very deeply. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today. Thank you.